Tanya for Gimel Tamuz is the beginning of chapter 11 of Shari Yechid Ve'amunah. In chapter 11, the Altarebbe now moves on to the oisios and deeper, quote-unquote, of Hashem and explains firstly how what's the necessity for deeper, at least within our understanding of why Oisius of the Asar Mamoris, the Dibris, the Dvar Hashem, become a necessity to bring about creation. And through that explanation, we'll understand why we, as the creation, relate to them as Dvar Hashem. And Al-Tarebbe will explain, despite the fact that we relate to them as, a, as Oisius and Dibur, and therefore something perhaps distinct from God, as we human beings, the way we relate to Dibur as being something external, superficial, something on a much lower end of our existence, merely a tool that we use to express ourselves, but not essentially us. By God, however, this is not true. By God, there is nothing separate from Him. And as the theme has been in the last four chapters, describing how all these Midois, Sphiris, and now the Masar Mamoris, through which creation comes about, the godliness, the element of godliness, which we described in the previous chapter, that God created the world and brought about our existence, are really betachlis hayichud, are really one with God. They're not a separate entity that God is utilizing as being a part of God, that becomes part of God, but rather they are God Himself. And this is something as al Rebbe explained in chapters 9, and even in chapter 10 is not something we could really relate to Apiseichel, even though the Chachmi HaEmes did give descriptions like Or, etc. to describe it, but really it's something that transcends our intellect because it's something which creates our intellect, as Al-Tarebbe will explain, that even the Dibur, even the Dibur of Hashem, far transcends our logic because it creates our logic. It's the source of creation, of all creation and, and the creation of our Seichel, and therefore, the thing that creates us cannot be comprehended by the creation itself. And especially how it's Betachot which sounds antithetical to the way we relate to this idea. By us, we see these as separate entities, the powers of thinking, the powers of talking, the powers of, of, of action are seen as separate, distinct entities through which we express ourselves, but not essentially us. They're not our etzim, they're not our mohus. And therefore, for us, we're made up of different parts. There's different elements, different aspects. There's an achtus morkeves, as we explained. It's something which is made up of different parts. But by God, it's betachlis hayichud. There's no separation. And as we explained in the previous shiurim, that the nevroim are bottled to Hashem, which has been the main theme through chapters 1 through 7, versus now the main theme is describing how even those midois or spheroids or the concepts of, of, of dibor or oisis of Hashem, which bring about creation, also are there is nothing separate. So what the Alter Rebbe first explains is why is it that they're called Mamoris? Just like the Alter Rebbe explained in chapter 10, why is it that the Midas are called Oiris? And there he explained because that's the best way we could understand the concept of Yichud, of the Achdus of Hashem with the Sviris, with the Midas, is because it's like the Or, which is completely one with the Ma'or. Likewise, also, why is it that they're called Asura Mamores? Is because they are also a way of describing something to us the way we relate to this idea. That means, in truth, all of these descriptions are really faulty. They're not true in its ultimate sense. They're true only in relation to us, the way we relate to it. As Dr. Everybody explained, this idea that in our consciousness, we relate to things 
the way they are by us. And since they relate, we relate to them the way they are by us, so in order for us to understand and grasp these ideas, the Chachmei and even we find this in the Torah, the concept is, is describing God within this sense, the way we relate to it. But on its purest sense, these descriptions are, are not true because descriptions represent distinctions and distinctions represent separateness. And that means there may be a way of thinking that there is separateness and distinctions within God. That there's godliness and God. But in truth, there is no such a thing as godliness and God, but it's within our relation to these ideas. And that's why the Altareb explains why is it that for us, there was a necessity to describe creation through mamoris. So to understand this, let's just understand what a basic concept. What we've been describing till now, on some level, is the concept of what brings about us, existence, creation. And Alter Rebbe described the power of chesed and gvura, the power of tzimtzum. Alter Rebbe described how there's a concept of the ur being transformed through the power of tzimtzum into, into something that could create a yesh and a, a davar b'fenayatzmi, or at least something that perceives itself as a davar b'fenayatzmi, etc. But what, what is, the, what is the, the times table, so to speak, or what are the elements through which these things come about? So, for in a way of an analogy, cosmology, the way we relate to the world today, is that the world is based on quarks, which make up atoms, and, and atoms is the basic fabric of, of, of matter, which is what we live through. We live through the prism of matter, we live through the prism of, of, of physical reality, but what is the essence of physical reality? It's, it's atoms, and, and then in the subatomic world, there's quarks, etc. that come together, so there's a certain standard model of the different elements that need to come together to be able to create matter, so to speak. So lahavdil, or not lahavdil, because this is creation itself, but within the relationship with God, in creation, likewise, there's a certain standard model through which creation comes about. The distinction is only the fact that we relate to it as a standard model. In God's eyes, there's no standard model. It's just one flow of consciousness of godliness. There's no distinctions between the standard model and, and then the creation, etc. It's all the same thing. But from our perspective, there is the elements through which give us existence and allow us to exist. So for us, looking upwards, we relate to the elements as being something distinct, something that has a, a source of itself. Obviously, the source is God, but within itself, there's like an element of it itself. And therefore, that's how we understand how we exist. Now, we know that God created through the spheres. Spheres are those energies of godliness, the Ur of the Ur and Sav, coming through the Kalim, which create the sphere of Chochma, Bina, Das, etc. As Altreb explained in yesterday's Tanya, and, 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 and more in the earlier Tanya, the idea of the fact that everything was created with a certain Midah, of one of, one of the Esther, Mirdus, Esther spheres. And therefore, that brings about creation. So, what allows there to be from the Midah into something that is being created? So as Altrev explains in today's Tanya, like the way we would relate to it in our human understanding, our human consciousness, our human reality, is that you have some, an, an emotion, let's say. You have an emotion to show kindness to someone. 
Now, what brings this from the state of emotion into actuality is the necessity of first machshava, and then dibur, and then maisa. You need to go through a process of expressing it, to bring it out, to bring it to a zulas, to make it exposed and revealed to someone else in order for this emotion to actually be brought out. So we relate to the concept of dibur, machshava, dibur, maisa, as being the elements or the tools through which we could extract our emotions to, a, to a someone else, to make them reveal, to expose them. And when we articulate them, we actually make something happen as a result. Now for us, we don't actually make anything happen practically because without Misa, there's nothing that's really there. But in terms of the fact that we need this process, there's the process first of the Mida, the emotion. And then the emotion then has to come through machshav into thought. You think about the feeling that you have, and therefore you want to act on it. And then you act on it by speaking about it or doing something, peyol mamish. That's the general progression through which the emotion is expressed. So likewise, we relate the same way to God's midas. We said before that the spheres of Hashem are really God's midas, such as chesed, gvur, etc., so just like by us, we relate to the idea of Amida remain, remaining subconscious or unconscious even, something which is just a feeling without any ability to create or bring about anything pale mamish or something into the real world, there needs to be a machshav and a deep, where likewise we say that the same thing isn't by God, that to take the Midas of Hashem, the elements of Chesed and Gvura, which are the main energies behind, it's the motivating energies, it's the impetus, it's the drive, it's the passion, it's the, it's the force through which existence comes about. But then there needs to be those expressive tools, so to speak, the tools of expression that allow for the midas to come out. And that's through the concept of machshav and dibur. So here we see why we describe it as dibur. Why do we describe it as maimer, as a dibur? Because what we're describing is what we would relate to as taking something from the state of the unconscious, midas, into a state of consciousness and to a state of action. And therefore, for us, the idea of the Asar Mamoris, and likewise the power of Oisius in general, is the power of consciousness. It's the power of bringing something into a state of consciousness, and from consciousness, it already allows for creation to take place. In other words, the way we relate to creation is that there's a driving force behind the creation. There's the motivation and the energy through which to create. But then there has to be the state of consciousness, which is oisius, which then actually brings about creation without consciousness. It's just an infinite realm. It doesn't have any, any way of coming down. So even though the Midas of Hashem, we've already described that through Midas HaChesed, it creates and all that, but there's still a missing link. And as we see it within ourselves, that in order for us to bring out our emotion, it's not enough just to live in the world of emotion. The world of emotion is somewhat of a ain't self. It has an element on some level of being an infinite. In order for it to actually materialize into something that you could express your love to someone or show your love to someone, it has to come into a state of machshav, into a state of consciousness. And from there, it has to take on further elements of consciousness, deeper, more, uh, deeper elements of consciousness is the machshav. And then from machshav into dibur, and dibur then into maisa to take out the constant, this, this energy from a state of koyach into a state of poil. And therefore, oisios, or maimer, these words, yihi or yihi rakia, all these things, they're the, they're the conduit, they're the keli, they're the levush, through which 
the oasis come the, the 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 state of the midas come about into a state of consciousness, and through that this creation, through that there could be a creation. So we relate to our existence, the closest thing we could relate to is the Oisius, is the Dvar Hashem, is the Asar Mamaris. In truth, Al-Tarebbe says that even these Oisius and Mamaris, etc., are really also part of Biyichud with the Ebeshir, just like the Sviris are and the Midas are. They're all part of the same Ein Soifi, all part of the same Etzem of the Ebeshir. And it's only, as Al-Tarebbe will explain in Tamaris, it's only because God shows that there should be this power of, of bringing things into consciousness with the Chof Beis, Oisius, etc., that that's how creation takes place. But not that there has to be that way, or not that these are elements that God has to utilize in order for, for creation to take place. But at least to understand why we would relate to it that way, the Al-Tarebbe explains this because this is the way we understand creation, this way we understand things coming into existence. And Al-Tarebbe explains, in that itself, there's taka, two different forms of creation. There's creation through the Oisius and Machshava, through the consciousness of Machshava. Oisius are consciousness, they're letters that allow for being conscious of ideas. And then there is, which is known as Alma de Iskalion, the concealed worlds, just like Machshava is concealed, you don't see them, it's, you don't see a person's thoughts. And then you have those creations which come from Alma de Iskalion, the revealed worlds, which are through deeper, which is, represents the idea of full expression. So you see these ideas of creation correlated to the idea of the Oisius HaMachshavah or the Oisius Now we don't relate to Oisius HaMachshavah being a creative force because we can't create through our Machshavah. Our Machshavah doesn't have the power, a power to impact something outside of us. But by God, since there's nothing really outside of God, so the Oisius HaMachshavah does create. It creates the sense of something else feeling its sense of existence. But either way, these are the way we relate to the power of meat of Oisius, the power of consciousness through which things exist, and therefore we call them Aymaris. But as I'll try to explain in tomorrow's share, this is a, 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 a um, this distorted view, so to speak, of the power of creation. It's only based on our view that we see it. It's distorted only in the sense that it's not the ultimate. Meaning in truth is God also sees it as Mamaris. The Torah describes it as Mamaris, so that means there are Mamaris. But in our version, so to speak, of Mamaris, the way we see Mamaris is obviously very different than the way they are by Hashem. We see Mamaris as being a distinct separate tool that we utilize in order to express ourselves. True Oisius stems from our very deep core. As Chassidus explains that on every level there's Oisius. Even in Seichel, which is subconscious, there's Oisius. But the, those Oisius are much more atakustic. So Oisius is fundamental to existence. So we relate to Oisius as being that separateness, so to speak, from us. But in God, they're nothing separate. It says, It's only in relation to existence, to creation, are they called Mamoris. Like we find by man that his emotions, when, they want, when he wants to express his emotions into action, first they have to come to the consciousness of thought, the letters of thought. For example, if a person has an emotion of kindness, compassion, can be revealed in a practical way. First, he has to be conscious of it in his mind and think about it to do the act of kindness. Because he can't do anything without first consciousness of thought. And if he commands someone else to do it for him. For example, a king who commands others, through the king's command, things happen. Then the emotion with the with the consciousness of thought, 
move into a deep, into a more revealed state of consciousness, which is the consciousness of Dibur. So within the consciousness, consciousness of thought is a prior state of existence that we're aware of, but it's not fully expressed. It's something hidden to others. It's hidden to the person who we're doing the chesed to. Through Dibur, it becomes revealed to the person and therefore it becomes exposed. Likewise, when a person speaks words of kindness to his friend, so here also, the fact of the speech itself, just talking about it, the mere speech itself has this ability that uh, through the Oisius Machshav and the Oisius Adibor, you don't need, even need a mice over here. You don't have to do any mice of a pale mamish. You just have to say things, and that itself expresses it outwardly. And when it's expressed outwardly, so then there's an actual pale mamish, just something that takes place. So we relate to things existing through that power. So, likewise, in a way of a marshal, because again, the point here is only a marshal. This is not the truth the way it is, but the way we relate to the Midas of Hashem. In order for them to be expressed in a state of expression, in a kind of expression, so this power, this action, this state of revelation is called a minor. The tzir of Oisius and the formation of letters, because through the formation of letters, as will be explained more at length in chapter 12, the power of letters, how letters through their different combinations create a state of existence of certain things. That means through the combination of letters, which are the state of consciousness, so the letters have within it the state of consciousness, that brings about the consciousness of the thing. So let's say he or the letters Aleph of Reish, and as Altarebbe will elaborate more in chapter 12 about the first letter being the more dominant flow of energy, each letter represents a certain energy of God, a certain emotion of God, which relates to a certain energy. And that energy has within it the power to create R. The consciousness of R is going to be through Aleph of Reish, and that is what brings about R. And therefore, the energy is dafka through Aleph of Reish. Because in our perspective, it's impossible for any action to come about from a state of emotion, even from God's emotions, from the holy emotions, without any combination of letters, which represents a consciousness. Kigoyin, for example, the creation of light, from God's kindness, that from the emotion is the source through which there is a power of action to bring about a state of light. And the power, this hamshocha, this bringing forth of this koyach and this chayis, nikas b'shem maimer v'oyisisir, are called yehi'ar. Those are the letters and the maimer to bring about this power, this emotion of chesed. Even though in truth, the oasis of God are not at all like our oasis, the consciousness of God, so to speak, is not our consciousness. They represent for us this concept of creation of light, from a state of nothing to a state of something, from the emotional state, from midas, into a state of existence, of being there as Ur. We see it as oasis being the oasis machshava, the state of consciousness, the state that's like when we think about something, all of a sudden this idea comes into our minds. It's like we don't see the connection to the source, the, the, the cause and effect of where it comes from. We just see thoughts in our minds, we feel emotions in our minds. Because it comes directly through this oasis, through these letters, so therefore the hamshach of chesed, which is being expressed through these letters, are unique and only related to those particular koiches and nothing more to the concept of chesed. 
only things that are like chesed could be created through chesed to the oasis that are expressing chesed. Like for example, a person is expressing love, so all of his words are only within the form of love, and therefore everything is that is being described is within the worlds of love. So here too, the midas chesed by the Abishir is being expressed. When it's expressed, it creates things through the world of chesed, like water, things like that, which have the power of chesed in it, but nothing other than chesed. Because chesed has the power to create water through the different combinations that will bring about the creation of water, and anything similar to that. So what comes out? All the energies and powers that are drawn down from God's midas to the creation. To create them from nothing into something, to give them existence, to create them, and to give them existence is through the power of God's which stem from God's will and the and God's midas, all combined to create the world, and to give them life, and generally these refer to two different worlds, the Almas in the concealed worlds, the lowest galleon that are not revealed. They come from the more hidden powers. Like, for example, the way it is by our oasis, our consciousness of thought, and then the worlds that are revealed are creations that come about from the revealed kaychas and amshachas that are before in the state of machshava, so when they come into a more expressed, revealed state, they're called Mamoris and Varashem, like a person's They reveal to the person outside what's going on in the person's mind. So those are the two general forms of creation through these levels of consciousness as we've been describing, and therefore the creation could come about.